Hello and welcome to Incast, Incast's new podcast that delves into the trending issues shaping the world of public relations. Welcome to Incast. I'm Samantha McGarry, your usual host, but today we have a special guest, so I'm handing the reins over to our CEO, Beth Monahan. Okay, well, I am so excited to be here today with Jessie Mermel. She is the president of the Alliance for Business Leadership. She graciously asked me to sit on her board a few years ago. Um, and so I basically do whatever Jesse tells me to do. Oh my goodness, that is a poor life choice, Beth. <laughs> so thank you for joining us today to talk about how businesses can do well in the world. No, it's my absolute pleasure. Thanks for asking. Well, we're here to talk about um, what you do for a living, actually, which is help businesses do good in the world and also do good at business. Yes. Right. So can you tell me a little bit about um, what you mean when you say things like that? You know, I would define a social good as something that creates growth and opportunity for everyone, something that absolutely creates growth and opportunity for a business. We've got no problem with businesses making money and being successful and even feeling competitive and wanting to climb to the top of the ladder. All for it. We think that there's a way to do it that lifts everyone else up and creates growth and opportunity for other people at all levels of society from all backgrounds. We've been seeing lots of... Um good examples of businesses who are doing good in the world. Uh, We also are seeing lots of high-profile examples of businesses that aren't um, or that have questionable practices. Can you talk a little bit about the leaders that you're working with and why they're so focused on social good right now? Oh, that's a great question. I think the leaders that we work with, yourself included here at Inkhouse, understand that the social good is simultaneously the most altruistic and the most selfish thing that they can do. Our folks are 100% motivated by the idea of creating that growth and opportunity for people and helping others, but they fully understand that it's good for their bottom line. I mean, a great example is something like paid family leave, which you and I have spent an inordinate (laughs) amount of time talking about. Um, But offering paid family leave, of course, is good for women and good for families. It's good for equity, and we can go on down the list. But it helps companies attract and retain top talent, and it helps reduce chances of uh, employee turnover. And we know that that's a huge cost saver for companies, and the research is uh, is plentiful on that. So it, it's a prime example. Companies like, like yours, companies like Shorelight Education, where another one of our board members, Tom Drettler, is the CEO, fully understand that they can advance this social good in a way that lifts others up and improves their bottom line. And those are the companies that I think are doing it best because it's authentic. And would you say, you know, that bottom line message, you know, when, when we were working on the paid leave work for the past couple of years. <laughs> more to go. More to go. It, it's always kind of my point of view that no organization or no law is going to be made because we all think it's the right thing to do. We're going to do it because it's the right thing for business. And so... I always try and focus on what's the economic case for this. Is that something that you're finding we need more of these days or less of? Or? You know, if I'm being pragmatic, we absolutely need it. In our, in our ideal world, right, all of us would say, oh my goodness, it's the right thing to do, sign me up. It's just not the world that we live in. There are real world concerns. People have bills that need to be paid. That is 
completely understandable. And so we need to make both cases. We need to make the human feel good case and we need to make the financial case. And the good news is when it comes to socially responsible policy, the business case can be made. The research is plentiful and we can very clearly articulate why these policies are good for the economy and good for a company's bottom line. That's great. Um, so when we think about what businesses can do, right, we have all these people out there in the world who um, are motivated to act these days and they want something to do. Um, if you are a leader in your organization, even if you're not a CEO, are there some things that you can do to, to help make a difference? So the obvious thing is to change whatever's going on within your company, right? If it's for women, if it's for people from diverse backgrounds, if it's about energy efficiency, we can go on down the list. The other thing that we try to make sure business leaders understand is that they have an incredibly unique platform and privilege that comes with that. People want to meet with business leaders. Reporters want to talk to them. People hosting events want them on their panels. They want to hear that truly unique voice of what it means to be a business leader and what they think about public policy discussions that are going on. So while we absolutely want business leaders to focus internally and do the things inside the four walls of their company that will make a difference, we really try to make sure business leaders understand that they possess a megaphone and they can use that megaphone to amplify progressive public policy, these causes that we think make people's lives better and are also good for business and good for the economy. So I would ask business leaders to do two things. One is to look internally, but also don't be afraid to be external because it makes such a big difference. So thank you for saying all of that. Um, you know, I'm in the business of public relations. And <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, word's gotten around. <laughs> um, Jesse also used to be the communications director for Governor Patrick Guilty. here in Massachusetts. Yes. Um, so she is a veteran of dealing with political issues. And you know, for our clients, we are often talking to them about the pros and cons of entering into the political debate because right now all news is political news and they are you know understandably a little bit nervous about engaging can you just talk about um some best practices or what they should be thinking about? Oh, goodness. Well, you know, you're the corporate communications expert. That's <laughs> certainly not my space. But what I can tell you is that folks shouldn't be afraid of letting the perfect be the enemy of the good. You know, what we see so often is that business leaders who are completely used to being the experts in their field, to being in charge and having all the answers in the boardroom, get so nervous when they want to dip their toe in the water of education policy or housing policy, transportation policy. They feel like they need to have a PhD in this really, really complicated area before they can speak out. You don't. You need to be authentic. You need to speak to your experience and tell your story. There are policy nerds out there up the wazoo who will do the other piece of it and help provide you with data to back up what your personal story is. But I just don't want people to be afraid to get out there and tell their authentic story. Uh, you do not have to have that PhD in transportation policy before you go tell a story about why your employees need to show up to work on time. Yeah, you know, the thing I always tell people is that you have to understand who your employees are, who your customers are, and what issues matter to them, and how they have an impact on your business. And then it helps give you a focus for how you engage, yep. um, because all news is political news. These days. These days. More so than um, ever. 
So maybe tell me a little bit more about the types of business leaders you know, who want to be part of the alliance. You, you talked about demystifying the policy issues, and that's something that you guys do so, so well and pull people in who care about them. I was, I think, the only business leader to testify in favor of paid leave a couple of years ago. So um, who, who comes to you? You know, I think one of the things I love most about the alliance is that what binds our members together uh, are our values. Uh, you know, we have... 22-year-old hot startup CEOs who are a few years out of college who share our core beliefs. And we have, you know, billionaire CEOs of pharma companies who are who are part of our membership ranks. And everyone in between, every sector of the economy, every level of experience, everyone's welcome uh, because they believe what we believe, that being forward thinking and lifting everyone up helps create economic growth and a good bottom line for business. That's great. And are there specific issues that the Alliance is taking on people should know about if they're interested? Oh my goodness. We're going to double the length of this podcast, Beth. <laughs> We're working on so much right now. Paid family leave, transportation, education, workforce housing, uh, the millionaire's tax, immigration reform, uh, non-competes. We could keep on going. Uh, it's uh, no rest for the weary. No, no, there isn't. Nor should there be. Um, so, and finally, I just want to say, Jesse, thank you for the work that you do. Oh, my goodness. Couldn't it do is, it without you. You could and you would. Um, it is a privilege to be a part of it. And thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. Um, everybody needs a little bit more Jesse Marmel in their lives. Oh, so that is a sad state of affairs for everybody. They can get it virtually <laughs> here. Um, but finally, if someone's interested in learning more about the Alliance for Business Leadership, where should they go? Alliance, B-L, B as in boy, L.org. Thank you so much, Jesse. Thank you. <laughs>